This is Purple Radio On Demand. The views of the individuals in this show are just that. The views of the individuals, and in no way reflect the views of either the podcast or Purple Radio. Hello and welcome to Totally Unprepared Politics, now available on Google Podcasts, YouTube and iTunes. I'm Jack, and each week I'll be joined by Ada. Yo, yo. And some special guests. Unfortunately, we have no special guests today, but we've got a great show for you. We're talking the impending general election, immigration after Brexit, and the NATO summit. So it's four days till the election. How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. How am I feeling? Yeah. Obviously, I know you're not running for anything, so it sounds like it sounds like the kind of question <laughs> you ask to a candidate, like, how are you feeling? But no, I want to know how you're feeling, Ada. Oh, I've got a bit of a cold, a blocked nose and that. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, nah, in terms of the election, I'm feeling quite scared, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's tight, but it hasn't quite been the... Um, Labour resurgence that I think people who are voting for Labour would have expected, at least in the polls, right? I mean, there's been this kind of gain, like Jeremy Corbyn and his party have been slowly gaining on the Tories, but they're not, they're still not close. They're still about 8.8 percentage points difference. I just don't back these polls, man. Like, I don't know. I just, uh, they're useful in that, but I'm not looking at them. I'm just, I'm just kind of viewing what I'm seeing out there, what I'm hearing from people. And to me, it hasn't really changed much from the last time we had an election. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. the same people are saying the same things around me and I'm kind of looking at the people I know that are kind of in between and they're, I don't think they're swaying Labour's way. I, I don't know. Basically, I'm kind of quite worried. Yeah. Um, do you think that this, this is um, a symptom of the kind of divisive nature of politics now, or at least the more divisive nature, that actually people are less likely to change their opinions because there's just so much kind of negative information about the other side, whichever side that is, that actually people will just stick with the one they've always voted for. Perhaps. I don't know. Like, I think if you <clears throat> if you go in the past, people were more likely to stick with who they voted for. True, that's now true. Now people are kind of... There's kind of up for changing, but they kind of change, but only within their group. Like, they're mm. not up for just changing. Like, do, you, do you see what I'm saying? It's kind of a yeah. mix of the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. People have nuance within, like, the party they vote for, but there's still no one... Mm. The, the number of people who are going to be like, I would have voted for Boris Johnson, but now I'm voting for Jeremy Corbyn, or vice versa, is very small. I yeah, think. yeah. No matter, no matter how much information comes out either side saying that, no, you've got to switch to the other one, like, people just seem very unwilling to change. Mm. Well, like you say there, no matter how much information. Like, you remember Gove and all that, and we don't want experts anymore. Like, this is a kind of a rising thing in the fact that there is too much information now. Not too, but like, there's too much information for one human being to see it all and then have yeah. a picture of things and make a decision. Yeah. So you're only ever going to see a, a part of the information that's out there. So, like, I don't know, it's come down to people now mm-hmm. having to choose what information they want to see. And then now that's why everyone's kind of in this place where you kind of pick and choose what you want to read and believe in. And I Yeah, I was know, reading a, an much. article the other day that was talking about how some tests had been done that showed that uh, I think it was people from the age of 10 to 16 were now worse at identifying what a fact was than they were like 20 years ago. And I think that I comes from, like that. you say, from the fact that there's just so many alternative facts basically out there and things that are kind of being labelled as facts, even though they're actually opinions or they're just kind of um, conclusions drawn from something that aren't necessarily facts. Yeah, I think people mm. struggle struggle to actually see 
what is a fact anymore. And I don't, not just saying people between 10 and 16, I mean everyone, you know, this study was just about those people, but even I, well, even I, I, and I'm sure you do as well, find it much harder Mm. to identify what is the truth than we did kind of 20 years ago. Or maybe we're just more aware that the things we're being told aren't the truth. Yeah, I think that's it. Like, Mm. I think we've come to the point now, because you see, when you see like somebody you disagree with using certain things, and you're like calling it out, it kind of shines a mirror on the way you also look at things, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think also, yeah, I'm, my, my belief and understanding of truth has been kind of shaken somewhat Definitely. over these years. And, and like, I've had to reevaluate it so much. And mm-hmm. it kind of, it got to a point where like I was basically having to like caveat everything because I'm not sure like what yeah. is going on anymore. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I've become more and more aware that really I have no idea of the truth of many things. And like, We need like an abbreviated phrase that you can say at the end of sentences being like, I'm not sure if this is true. And then just like, you just be like, <laughs> what, I'm not sure this is true. Imnisit. <laughs> you just say at the end of every sentence, just say imnisit. And be like, okay, I no, think that's what we should say is just everyone should take that for a given when anybody says anything. <laughs> yeah, but until we get there, we've got to hammer it home. Yeah, fair. It just, this all reminds me of just a brilliant scene in, um, in, in, it's not in the thick of it, but it's in like the movie they made of it. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and it's sort of built around the theme of the Iraq war and what happened there. So there's a lot of Americans involved and they're like trying to push through this war thing. And some people, like somebody's arguing with the American general that wants to get this war going and is saying like, we need to find out more stuff. Like we've got this document full of facts and it says these are all, and the guy's like, in the land of truth, the man with one fact is king. <laughs> that just killed me, man. Like, oh, that was, it was very like summed up the way of thinking of that. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, it I think, should be the man, the man with the most convincing fact. No, but I, it's so true. It's like when you, when you yeah, actually you look at it, like something. if you have, if you have one bit of information only, then the kind of that is the only thing you can go on, and that's like the truth. You know what I mean? It was a much simpler truth time. You. you had much yeah, less sure. information because you would just go with what you had. But now we have so mm-hmm. much information, like <laughs> you can almost never pull yeah. the truth out of the amount of information that is yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, you sure. have to analyze it all. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And we we don't even have time. You to might not read have been right in the past, but you was like your inference from the fact you had. You couldn't deny the logical progression of that because you were like, I had mm-hmm. a fact and I learned from it. Whereas now it's like I have. 450 million facts and I cannot analyze all these to learn anything from them properly. I'm just going to have to assume that the ones I like are the correct ones. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. there's and just too much. I'm not saying much. they did things great in the past with their, with their little facts, no. you know. Like, obviously, it leads you down many wrong routes not having all the bigger picture, but it, 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 mean, it means life's at least simpler for you when you're having to think about these things. I'm not saying it's mm-hmm. better, but yeah. we, ha- we are in this challenge now where really, like, uh, the more information that's coming, you would think that so the amount of information that's coming to the individual is scaling like massively, mm-hmm. but the brain power of the individual is not. So like, obviously there comes a point where the amount of information that's coming to you is too is much, way dwarfing yeah. what you are able to process. So I don't know. We're mm-hmm. gonna have to merge with the computers, man. We're gonna have to all become cyborgs soon. I can't wait for the singularity. No more fake news. <laughs> that's how I'm gonna yeah. advertise it. Yeah, fair. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the only way to escape fake news. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we ask this every time, but I'm not sure. Mm. I'm not going to ask it. I'm just going to state that I don't know exactly how this election's going to go no. and who's going to win. But certainly you're seeing, like, 
Joyce Winston's come out, I think, uh, yesterday and said that she would be willing to work with Labour. Although, hilariously, she said, if Jeremy Corbyn stood down. So it's like, if Jeremy Corbyn gets more seats than I do, I want him to step down so that we can form a coalition between. It's like, what? He's literally more popular than you are by that metric, if that happens. And you're asking him to be the one. To well, the parties that they represent, I guess, also give like people sure. voting for the Labour Party or whatever. They might yeah. not be Corbyn yeah, that's yeah. more popular. Yeah, because also Corbyn is is very much the central argument around people voting for Labour, isn't it? I mean, certainly Mm, there's policy things as well, but the people who vote against Labour, it's because of Corbyn. The people voting for it is usually because of Corbyn, I think, from my personal experience. But there probably is people who are just voting based on policy. But I don't know if that's actually true or if they're just saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about Swinston. I mean, she came out on the weekend and said that she smoked more than once and she did inhale. Um, so <laughs> I don't know what that says to people. Well, it says that we've moved on, haven't we, from the days when, yeah. like, if you even mention the word smoke, then everyone's like, Brexit has oh, taken over everything now. You could say anything as, <laughs> as, as one of the MPs. As Boris Johnson has proven time and time again. <laughs> exactly. You're so right. Yeah, damn. Yeah, when crazy <laughs> things go down, you might as well just come out and spill all the beans. Totally. Yeah, and people need to be like, well, at least they're honest. I don't know if it's honesty, really, but yeah, at least they're honest in air quotes. Um, yeah. So yeah, Corbyn's yeah, pushing yeah. hard now. He's he's urging activists to go flat out until 10 p.m. on Thursday in an attempt to try and like win over voters and win over seats for them. So he's, I mean, that sounds like he's a bit desperate, but also is probably helpful in that it means that people will actually be able to like if you can get that kind of movement going and get people out on the streets then that's the thing that the conservatives don't seem to have been doing too much of is actually kind of what is it canvassing lots of people in lots of areas although maybe it's just because i'm sitting right now in a labor lib dem marginal so no one's planning on canvassing me anyway (laughs) yeah that's fair i'm sure they're active in their areas and actually where they have been active is on the internet like Every single mm-hmm. time I go on YouTube, I get a Tory advert top of the feed. Yeah. Every single yeah. time. I, I listen to Boris Wave today, me. mate. <laughs> Not even joking. Sorry? I listen to oh, Boris Wave today. Be why they're targeting me, because I did listen to that one day when it yeah. came out. What I did think was funny, though, is I li- was listening listen to Boris to Wave. I, was, I, do, I listen to it well. I study sometimes. It's quite good. <laughs> but it's got his voice in it talking about Brexit. Yeah, I know, but pretty. I just can drown that out. And no, uh, I actually don't notice it. It's, it's done at quite a low fidelity or, you know, it's done quite quietly. Yeah. So, like, I can actually just ignore that bit and just carry on working. But you're but... giving, you know, you're giving them AdSense revenue and views and all that. And the more you watch <laughs> it, the more other people get that promoted to their feed. And so just go I've find another low fi channel, man. I've, oh, okay. I've listened to all oh, of them okay. too many times. That's why I'm going for Boris Wave yeah, like, all the other lo-fi channels have been exhausted now I need a somebody new one somebody needs to make Corbyn Wave somebody please yeah. that's listening that <laughs> I'm surprised no one has Corbyn already it yeah. seemed Do you like remember the... Chan- to be fair um, the Tory party like when I saw that I was like you know what damn big props for doing that that's a serious <laughs> serious play online mm-hmm. but um, Channel 4 were the first people to pull that off I remember when they did they did the exact thing it was lo-fi but with Moss from oh, the yeah. IT crowd with the burning com- that. with the burning computer scene yeah, that just had yeah, that on yeah. loop. And I was that like, was what? as if Channel 4 have done this? That blew my mind. <laughs> um, and then obviously the Tories is kind of a next level from Channel 4 because they're not mm-hmm. cool at all. But still, they did nick the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Half a million views though when I went on it today, that's got. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, it's influential. And everyone mm. I know at university ha- knows about Boris Wave and like yeah, has yeah, listened yeah. to it at least a little bit, being like, oh yeah, Boris Wave. But I, I mean, yeah that's, yeah, that's why I was blown away because I was like, this is a perfect yeah. meme. Like, mm-hmm. nice work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
um, perfectly aimed at the people who you wouldn't necessarily assume would vote yeah, for uh-huh. the Conservatives anyway. Like you're actually like Which I'm, is genius. Have, yeah, like I'm not a, like a historical Conservative voter, but I've listened to it twice. You know, like so it's like you say, it's pretty genius. It's not like you've turned into a Tory because you listened to it twice, but <laughs> like it has made me sit here and think, yeah, somebody that's working over there is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, not entirely. It's not somebody in charge of policy. Somebody doing the social media and that. But. And I reckon if you fell asleep whilst listening to it, you'd be subconsciously influenced mm-hmm. by the words of Boris Johnson, and then you might wake up being more pro-conservative wow. than when you went to bed. And a lot of people do fall asleep listening to them low-fi things. Mm-hmm. So. Subliminal so, yeah. messaging, mate. That, <laughs> are you sure that's not against the electoral commission's rules in that? Somebody needs to check into this. You'd have to prove that people had actually fallen asleep listening to it, though, right? You couldn't just be like, nah, it's definitely unconscious messaging. <laughs> also, wait, I think they've, isn't there studies that prove all that unconscious stuff doesn't work? Or... Yes, yeah, it's, it's admittedly nowhere near as effective as people used to claim it was. But certainly you can, there is small level of influence has been found to be vaguely significant in some okay. studies. But yeah, okay. no, you are absolutely right in that it's not like a scientific fact anymore like it used to be that yeah if you subconsciously influence people you'll change their minds which used to be what we thought was true good stuff although Darren Brown like I've watched a lot of stuff where him talking about all the stuff he does and it's basically that isn't it like subliminally influencing people by like slipping in words to things and then like it makes them think like that's pretty usually much how very explains direct. everything he does usually in very direct short term consequence though like if you like so for example there's the one where, yeah, he makes that guy think that he wants a BMX bike. Who is that? Simon Pegg? Who he, like, <laughs> convinces that he wants a BMX bike by just having a chat with him about what he wants for Christmas or something. Um, and then he opened, then at the end of it, he's like, yeah, I really want a BMX bike. And then he opens up his, like, note that he'd written as to what he really wanted before they started this. And it was like, mm. I want a new leather jacket. And he's like, haha, you didn't. See, I tricked you into wanting a new BMX bike. And he's like, I don't need this. Why have you, why have I now got this? <laughs> so, yeah, like, certainly... Yeah. No, but wait, after wait, a conversation wait, wait, wait. Ends, so Simon Pegg and Simon Pegg and, and what's, it, what's the guy's Darren Brown. name? Darren oh, Nick Brown. Frost. All right. No, Darren Nick, Brown. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, they look so similar, man. They're literally like twins, but one's evil and one's like funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> nuts. That's oh, such an odd... I mean, I totally no, agree with you, but as soon as you said Simon bring Pegg's up. name, like, I giggled because I was thinking that. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, what, I don't even know what we're talking about here. It's we're Nick talking Frost about the election. And... <laughs> oh, right. Somehow yeah, we got onto it. Simon Pegg and Darren Brown and unconscious <laughs> understanding. But okay, so just one final thing I want to say then before we move mm-hmm. away from this is that this ha- we've got the record number of voters ever in the UK for mm-hmm. this election. More people is, are going to be voting in this election dope. than any previous one. Yeah, it is dope. Yeah, I mean, like the unintended consequence of Brexit and all this stuff is that more people are voting. But I was thinking this the other day, right? Voter apathy is considered a bad thing, you know, like when, when people aren't really voting and they're like, how can we get more people voting and caring about politics? What do you think to this thought that I had? Maybe voter apathy should be looked at as the best thing possible. Like you should aim to get it as low as, like as little people caring about as voting as possible. As many people apathetic as possible, yeah. Because basically that means that they're happy with all results and they're getting on with their lives and everything's cool kind of thing like when it doesn't necessarily bad, mean that everyone's happy, like okay right? we need to do something about this and vote for the, okay, the change and change saying. things whereas when everything's going well you're like okay well look how things are running just like okay I think you need to reword the way you've made the statement though like you're not trying to 
increase voter apathy so that no, things okay. will be better. De- You're trying to turnout. make things better oh, yeah, the other way around. so yeah, that yeah. people are apathetic because, yeah, yeah. 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 So Very basically, sure. the yeah, better yeah, things yeah. are, the more apathetic people are. So apathy believe- is a good measure of political success that's, in a negative correlation. Oh, uh, yeah, I put, yeah. Um, not necessarily political success, but like how... How well governed the country is and how good people's lives are within it. Okay, no, I'll take that back. What it really shows is just like how little the vote means to those to people. Yeah. And I think that that can come from things being good enough that it doesn't matter, but also it could come from the fact that there's not enough diversity in the politicians yeah. and politics. Or just learned helplessness, you know, people yeah, are so used to the idea yeah. that they'll never be able to yeah. influence things that they don't try to. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so shall we move on after yeah, that after cutting that terrible idea. election <laughs> chat? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so what we've got... Oh, right, okay, so this is literally announced today, actually. There was some like articles yesterday saying that Boris was going to announce today some immigration stuff, and he did. Um, so he's announcing some new plans. This is a couple of days to go to the election when he's announcing this. Um, and this is going to be affecting immigration into the UK after Brexit, if we do manage to pull it off, if he does manage to win this election and pull it off. Um, so it's basically going to be changes to, there's going to be a three-tiered system in terms of there's going to be like low-skilled migrants, high-skilled migrants, and then like migrants for important important UK th- institutions like the NHS stuff. Is this a total like rip-off of the Australian point system or is uh, there anything much, different yeah, yeah, about pretty it? Pretty much. Other okay. than the fact that the way he's trying to sell it is just like, to me, it's just so ridiculous. So, okay. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. Boris has a weird <laughs> advertising campaign for his policy. <laughs> well, not it? even that, but it's just like, it's not even him. So many people will agree with this policy, right? As, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure many people will actually agree with it, but I personally disagree with those homies. Like, I don't think it's the way that you should be running your thing. But I, I'll, I'll explain what I mean there. So the, there's these three brackets. Obviously, the high-skilled people are, you know, like people with degrees in certain areas that yeah. we see as, like, something important. Like and medical the, degrees and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Although I don't even think... Um, I'm not sure, because there's a special thing for the NHS. Although, okay, yeah, I guess yeah. if you're highly skilled in, in that kind of stuff, then, yeah, you've gone. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that... So the plan under that situation is to change it so that you don't even need a job offer like we would allow you to come to the country which okay. I think that's a cool thing yeah agreed. Like, I'm not against that because yeah. yeah that's cool um, and then there's this other group which is obviously people that are like skilled workers such as NHS staff and, and what have you mm-hmm. um, and we're going to fast track them to the UK um, if they've got a job lined up to make it you know blah, blah, blah. so I think that's cool like to fast track that group of people I've got nothing against that I'm already seeing um, a problem though but go on what, what, go ahead. Just that if you start prioritising all of the really highly skilled and skilled workers, we do actually still need lots of unskilled workers within the UK. And if you've, mm. everyone else is getting fast-tracked and prioritised, then like, where are we making up the shortfall? Boris has a solution. Okay. <laughs> Come on, Boris, hit me with your wisdom. But also, I will say that that's very perceptive of you, because also within this whole pledge is actually a pledge to reduce immigration as well. As like, so you know, it's going to have to come up. out. So you're so yeah. right that That's obviously so it's going to have to come out somewhere. So anyway, then then the other group of people are like non-skilled migrants. So this is basically just like somebody that wants to come to the country that doesn't have a degree in some specific field that we've decided mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. or something. Yeah, or um, some vocational degree. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. an academic one. Yeah. And it. Um, so the, the plan with this is to change it so that, because at the moment we do have a problem in that some things, you know, like picking 
I know in Cambridge and in the area East Anglia, there's a lot of like strawberry fields and stuff like that, and they have a problem at the moment getting in workers. They get seasonal workers from from Europe or wherever traditionally, but less people want to come at the moment for that. They so need the Beatles to release a new strawberry fields forever track. <laughs> people will find it's yeah, it's better more in the zeitgeist than people are more on going and working in them. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Um, but yeah, so basically, UK people don't want to do those jobs because the, mm-hmm. the pay is quite bad and the hours. Mm-hmm. Are quite bad. Anyway, so the plan in 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 this area is to allow people to come here, more people than currently, but they've got to go and there's no pathway to residency in the country. So basically it's kind of like, okay, we're going to let you come and work the jobs we don't want to do, but then you've got but to then go. you can't stay. And there's no way you can stay. And that's that. Okay, so that is, yeah, that is also still very much in line with the Australian system. I know you weren't saying it wasn't, but mm. Um, mm. there is, like, I know lots of people who have um, gone to Australia or New Zealand to kind of, you know, work on a farm basically and it was kind of like a pseudo holiday you go there you earn a bit of money you get fed and you get accommodation and then you get to explore the country a little bit in your free time but then there's no guarantee that you can stay like in the same Mm. way I don't know if Mm. I I don't know if there would be no pathway to residency but certainly a lot of people I know have done that and then left again Mm. and I think that probably works quite well I believe that is a different situation you know okay believe that because you know the people that are going to be coming here on in this classification are not like holiday makers that or mm-hmm. like backpackers for six months or like want to come here for a year yeah. or two yeah because you know, we're it's not australia like it's not sunny in takeaways or yeah. taxi drivers or like you know them kind of all mm-hmm. of like normal people that kind of work in normal jobs and without just wanting to shoot holes in it about random things but one of the big problems with the australian system or at least with what happens in australia at that level is that because the people have like no potential for citizenship no potential for well I don't know about the rest but like they're, they're not citizens like they mm. don't not necessarily held under the same regulations that someone who is from Australia is there's a lot of cases of mis, like mistreatment of people who come and do these jobs because obviously you're basically just at the whim of whichever the employee employer is so you go and work on this farm you're living on mm. their farm you're being fed by them and then they can just make get up at whatever time in the morning to go to work and they withhold food if you don't do what they say and you know all this kind of stuff so there's a lot of issues around just having people just kind of wave through to do one job for someone because then mm. the stakes are so high for that person. Yeah, they kind they of kind rely of can't, on that. Yeah, yeah, they can't really say no to any weird If they lose that they, job, then I guess they kind of have to go if they can't. Yeah, exactly. The They've got to get out of the that. country. Yeah. yeah. yeah which so yeah, I think it creates, yeah, it creates a danger in terms of the potential power play that people mm. might, you know. And yeah. also the problem with this that I see is basically, this, then they can't vote, right? If you ain't a citizen, you can't, you can't mm-hmm. vote. So, so we can then of course, create a situation who, where only high skilled people can vote in the UK. Or like well, regardless own, of what level of a, a migrant, yeah, regardless of what level of migrant you are, don't you need to be a citizen to be able to vote? Oh, it depends on the type yeah, of election. Yeah, but there's no pathway to citizenship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I don't know if there's no there's no pathway to residency. Pathway to residency. Yeah, but then presumably yeah. no pathway to, unless you worked that job for like ten years with no guarantee of residency afterwards, and then had technically been there long enough to be able to be to apply for the citizenship test. There is no pathway to residency if under those kind of visas. It's so residency so like and citizenship is including path, so I guess yeah, if you like become a citizen then you, you would be a resident. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think that like, you know, you need to be here a certain number of years or whatever and then you can apply. Like, I think that mm. under this kind of visa, if you'd come under this kind of visa, you wouldn't be eligible for those kind Regardless of things. Regardless of how long you had yeah. been here, yeah. I think so, like, that's what I'm reading years. from there is no pathway yeah. to residency. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So I don't really know what to make of it, but personally like I just don't some think bits that's sound the way okay things yeah some bits sound really bad but all in all like I agree with you I don't think it's actually the best way for us to be dealing with 
immigration into the country. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, shall we move on? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that just made me laugh because in the last episode, um, me and Alistair, like, we would just like get halfway through talking about politics and then just be like, oh. <laughs> it's happened again. We're twenty something minutes into the next episode, and we've already sighed because it's just don't too worry, much. To I've bear. got the greatest unrelated this week. So uh, excellent! I don't even know what it horses. is. So I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Although it's not recent, but uh. <laughs> you do that a lot with the unrelated. Though you're like, I found out no, about this this week. Most so. of mine have been 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 something that's just happened. I mean, I this one like might I've have been a... in the seventies or eighties, but. I don't have any examples that come to mind, but I definitely know yeah, that there at least two previous two, yeah. unrelated, yeah, which, I mean, yeah, fair, it's only two, but still. <laughs> Legit. Um, so, yeah, well, well, what what we got here? All right. right. So, yeah, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode because it was about to happen. And this mm. is kind of a combination of Trump's visit, the NATO summit, and then also some an amazing video that came out during the summit <laughs> yeah, as well. Okay. They need to get better mics in there. Yeah, totally. What was? I guess it was probably just someone subtly trying to catch them on video. Like it, mm, you couldn't mm. have just rocked up with like the big fluffy mic with the big like BBC <laughs> news thing on the side and be like, "Could you just say all that again, please?" Yeah. So um, the actual so yeah, information about what down. happened in well, that's it. So the actual information about what's happened in the meeting, I'm very confused about. Like, I don't know if it's just that people know that no one wants to hear about the procedure of the NATO summit, and people are just much rather hear about all the madness that's gone on. But hmm. I, I mean, like the two big news stories, as far as I can tell, is Donald Trump holding an unscripted hour long like chat with reporters <laughs> and world leaders laughing at Trump in, the, in Buckingham Palace. OK, well, no, no, there was two big stories, not that I have any information on them. So I would rather actually not say them just so we can chat about what you got there. <laughs> but the two big stories, as far as I could gather, was that there's a split between Turkey and the other dudes because Turkey wants to do something. Turkey wants the other members of NATO to declare the the guys in I think Syria oh, okay I haven't got full information but there's mm-hmm. the group there was a group that's fighting against ISIS in Syria also. The Kurds, okay obviously yeah it's the Kurds that were fighting yeah, yeah. against ISIS Turkey wants them declared a terrorist organisation by NATO or something like that and there's beef over that situation mm-hmm. there. Okay. And then the well, other yeah, beef so- is Oh, uh, no, I just want to wait, before you say the other yeah, beef, on. just because this is related to the thing you just said, is that yeah. uh, I've got read a uh, line here saying Emmanuel Macron has actually accused Turkey of colluding with uh, with ISIS proxies, and that and um, accusing them of basically the reason they want to get the Kurds to be labelled as a terrorist group is so that they can refocus their attention onto fighting the Kurds rather than onto ISIS, which he is claiming is being done in some sort of slide deal by ISIS and the Turkish government. But that is all alleged by Macron. Mm. Although, like, obviously, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of, I don't even know what you'd call it, not information out there, but there's a lot of, like, rumours out there that Turkey mm. are doing, yeah. or certain people and factions of Turkey are involved with ISIS. Yeah, I don't know, it's all alleged. Um, yeah, also, actually, just on that note, uh, Erdogan was in Cambridge, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he ago, was, the because the um, the Eco Mosque was, I, yeah. I said this at the time, well, no, actually, he was on in the show. The, he was in the you. UK for Nate. For the for the yes. yeah, I remember you did that. Yeah, yeah. he was in the but UK you, for the NATO thing, but then he went down there to do that. That was because ba- that was well. basically massively funded by both. It was like I think it was something mm. like I can't remember the statistic now. You can go listen to the episode. It's got Eco Mosque in the title to find out the mm. exact statistic. But yeah, basically, it was mostly majority funded by the Turkish government and Turkish entrepreneurs. So yeah. there was a kind of a lot of questions about the legitimacy of that. And in fact, someone actually 
tweeted at us the other day from an old post about the Eco Mosque being like, oh, like, I think we had just said something like, oh, it's a great testament to kind of the uh, no, that was progression in sustainability. Post. She put up a post and we just commented on it and somebody commented on Oh, on our comments. Yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. They commented on our comment because we were saying like, yeah, it's, well, a, no, they were it's a good show for sustainability. Than, than no, acting. I'm pretty sure they were replying to us because we got no, a notification for it, thing. which doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you read it, it's like a reply to what she was saying. But, okay, legit. Yeah, we should forget right. about them. But yeah, anyway, yeah, okay. yeah. Anyway, yeah, we got bogged, um, down yeah. In, got bogged down in weirdness <laughs> there. But basically what it was saying is um, someone being very angry at the fact that this supposedly represented the um, kind of power of Turkey over us and the fact that they were doing dodgy things, basically. So Yeah, well, I just think it's ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, no, the other beef was obviously, you know, the situation with um, Trudeau in it, the, the, the um, what is that country called? Canada? <laughs> Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> the Canadian country, you know, what is it? Oh, no, because it's Canadian PM, isn't it? Um, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, is it PM over there? I don't know. But yeah, anyway. Yes, I think he, he's the Prime he, Minister. Oh, well, at least Canada apparently is not spending enough or not spending up to their 2% um, thing for NATO and Trump's obviously is... pissed off about that. Anyone? I don't, I don't. Maybe not anyone, but certainly I remember seeing a graph like last year that was like, basically no one is spending the two percent yeah, they're supposed to, true. and then America yeah. is spending like four and a half percent to try and make up true. for it. Yeah. yeah, and America's always annoyed at everybody else for not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the reason why. So I think the reason why Trump singled out Macron when he was talking about this in the speech was because of the what we were actually talking about at the beginning, the overheard conversation mm, where like they're yeah. all kind of. But there's a video out there of like Macron and who else is it? Oh, I think uh, so. Uh, it's Macron, Trudeau, and Boris Johnson actually. Yeah, Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're kind and of just like Princess Anne as well, but something. from yeah, well, yeah. I can she see, was doesn't look like she, no. She does rock joke. up for the second part, and yeah. Oh, yeah. and she does. She rock up with a bloke because you kind of can't see her. She stood behind think someone. So, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but they like they're they're kind of laughing, joking about someone, and it sounds like they're talking about Trump. There's like some words on there. It's cool. Go yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah. Um, also with the Prince Anne thing, actually, there's photos of her, like, there's photos of the Queen and all the other royals in a room meeting Trump and I think Melania and the, the home. Are you about to ruin one of the roundup stories? What? I'm asking. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Maybe. I don't know if this is related oh, to it. Okay, cool. I'll just leave it for later. No, nah, it's fine. We've got enough in the roundup anyway. You can just tell us. <laughs> yeah, and she, she's like, uh, so the Queen is meeting Trump with the Royal. The Royals are meeting Trump. And then Princess Anne is like through the door in another room, kind of like looking at them. And the Queen's like gesturing at her, like, come over. And Pr Princess <laughs> Anne's gesturing back at her, like, huh? Like, like, I don't want her. Arm spread, like, I don't really want her. And Trump's looking at her. It's just so funny, the picture. Okay, yeah. no, that's not one of the roundup stories, but I'm just going to okay. chuck this in now anyway, seeing as we're on the subject of the royal family and Trump. So did you also see, um, this is actually a story that I saw on Unilad, so, you know, take it with a pinch of salt. But I've seen the footage, and it does, like, the accusation seems fairly legit. Prince Charles has been accused of flipping off Donald Trump when they met up. So literally, there's this moment where he stood behind the Queen as the Queen's like meeting Trump and he's like scratching his eye. But for some reason, he's decided to use his middle finger to scratch his eye. And he's also like orientated it. So it's pointing directly at Donald Trump. I so, know exactly why he did it. Go on. He's getting back. He's getting back at Trumpo. Because literally like two weeks ago, whatever it was, do you remember, um, I think it was the first two, uh, first all-woman spacewalk. So like NASA Oh yeah, had, I remember when that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah. these two women that went out to fix something mm -hmm. um, on the space station. And yeah. during that, or like just after that, 
they had a, a conference call with Trump, right? And he flipped them off. No way. He did it. He did it to them <laughs> on whilst they're in space. <laughs> There's like articles and videos of it happening. Like he scratches his head, but probably flips them off. Um, to be fair, so, if yeah. you want to piss someone off without any consequences, do it when they're in space. Like 250 <laughs> miles minimum between you and them. They can't, and not 250 yeah, miles they can fair. drive home in their car in, you know. But like, yeah, yeah, anyway, big up, much big up both of the do. Space Warpers, legends. But yeah, he <laughs> flipped them off, man. Like, you can't do that to astronauts. <laughs> <laughs> Trump has gone beyond the pale now. <laughs> so yeah. do we think that this, I mean, we all kind of knew that America was considered a joke by a lot of the other world leaders, but do you think this is going to make the people of America realise that everyone, all the other world leaders think of Trump like that? Think of him like what? Like someone who's a joke. The fact oh, that they're right. all sat there laughing at him. <laughs> I think everyone already thinks of him like that. Not in America, I don't think. Oh, okay. okay That's my question, yeah. Um, no, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think the people that care for Trump really don't look much outside of America totally. for, for, for opinion for things. So no, yeah, that's know, yeah. yeah. It's a sad one, but like, obviously... <laughs> it's a sad one. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously the thing is with America... They have done many great things, um, you know, across the last century. They've done many great things for the world, and there's been many great people out there, and many great schools of thought and centers of all kinds of great stuff comes from America. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, they've been slowly f- regressing. It's probably the yeah. I think because of the fact that they don't look enough outside the country, Definitely. then they've been like kind of they haven't. They haven't taken on some great things that have come from other places that can mm-hmm. help them be even greater and not uh, mm-hmm. you know, go down that route. Yeah, but still, many so great things come from America. You would be pro yeah. the "Make America Great" campaign if it was like um, Michael Moore's documentary, where he's like, "We're going to go to other countries, find yeah. out what the best thing they did Holy is, shit. and nick it to make America Yo, great." If Trump's well, not Trump, like because I don't like him as a character, but like if somebody else, if somebody run on that campaign, like "Make this place great again," and they're way of doing that was like let's go look at things that make other places great rather than let's yeah. ban foreigners from coming here <laughs> then I'd be like a wall that's the progressive country. I'm not against the phrase let's make somewhere great like you know like no, yeah, no it's just his way of doing that it's mm-hmm. like build walls around it segregate things start trade wars like you know mm-hmm. intimidate people scrap climate treaties yeah not more so way. on the subject of scrapping things, just before we move on, do you think NATO is going to be scrapped given all the division and no. the fact that I think Macron says he thinks it's a brain dead like idea and shouldn't exist? Well, and Macron's foolish, in, <laughs> in my humble opinion. And well, no, I'm, I'm going to tell you like why he thinks that though. or anything, but I'm going to tell you why he thinks that though, just so you can understand his point of view. Yeah, because what would be um, he would consider that a more efficient or at least a better method of dealing with. This, the supposed threat of Russia would be through an European army rather yeah, than exactly. through a NATO alliance. Yeah. So I think the last okay, reason he doesn't fair. want NATO is because he would yeah. much rather, he thinks that that probably is hindering the possibility of the European army existing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's mm. a fair point, actually, because I guess if you were to make that change, it would kind of then separate the thing that really links, like, what we do in Europe and America, what they decide to do. Like, really, we are kind of beholden to them because of this NATO pact, Mm -hmm. what have you. But at the same time, I don't know, obviously he'd need to get in place support for for bringing in the European army before you would dissolve anything else. Yeah, it's one of those things where you need to have the other thing planned before you can start getting rid of it. And also, 
it would be a dramatic shifting point in like human history of and things would change <laughs> like it would shake things up mm-hmm. that's for sure and obviously if things are going good you don't really want things to change so so I can yeah. see why there wouldn't be massive support for it through much of times but at the moment things are kind of peak so mm-hmm. I don't know yeah maybe European army will happen when someone attacks Europe <laughs> as far well, as no, I can that see happened. what happened you remember Russia and Ukraine well, yeah, that. but uh, yeah, but is Ukraine part of the EU? I don't think it is. Uh, sorry, is Ukraine uh, part of the European yeah, Union? No, I don't think it was at the time. Yeah. No. So I guess I uh, sorry, I just said Europe, but what I meant was a, me- a member state of the European okay, Union. Okay, fair point. Yeah, fair point. But I think Ukraine, I think, is a NATO member at the time as well, and they didn't do much either. So yeah, that's just the hypocrisy <laughs> okay. of politics, though, isn't it? Yeah, like we're going to form yeah, this yeah, big alliance, true. and then as soon as someone actually needs the alliance, they're like, "Oh, it's politically pretty bad if we were to just get involved, you know." So, well, yeah, we're not you going remember to. the Second World War? <laughs> like well, yeah, exactly. That, we let a couple of things slide before we actually did anything. Mm-hmm. It was only when things started to look really peak. But, yeah, for so. us, individual, like personally, that was the thing with most of these countries. Yeah. It wasn't like it was like until things were directly damaging them, people would kind of be willing to overlook a bit of the. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. shadiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Church, uh, not Churchill, what's his name? The other guy. Or him. Yeah. Neville Chamberlain. Anyway. Yeah, that's the one, actually. Nice work. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, right, I just didn't know on. you were into them kind of times there. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're bogged down in World War II chat now. Let's move on to oh, totally no, let's talk World politics. War II. I love World War II <laughs> history. Honestly, really do. It's oh, not unrelated to politics, we'll though, that. I'm afraid. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, now I guess this one is kind of has semi-ties into politics as well. Oh, but... you're breaking the rules already, straight off the bat, mate. Oh, <laughs> that's not fair. That's not fair. Um, let me just quickly type this in. So anyway, this is going to be... It's a little bit outdated, all right, people, but I just... I found you hinted it, recently. it was from the seventies earlier in the episode. <laughs> I think a little bit outdated is an understatement. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Let me. Uh, the date. The date. Oh my lord. <laughs> no, I'm not sure. It happened when he was seventeen, and he was born in seventy six. So you can work out the date this happened. Um, yeah. Anyway, so this guy David Hahn. I don't know if you know David Hahn. You probably have heard this actually. The name sounds very familiar, but I can. If you ask me for information on who he was, the I'd nuclear say, I don't boy know. scout. Nah, okay, that doesn't sound familiar. The name does, but none of this does. Yeah, oh, you probably actually know him from his stories. It's actually quite a sad story of his life. But anyway, okay. so this guy is like super creative, cool dude. He was a Boy Scout in America, and at the age of seventeen, he was he was doing some experiments at home, right, to try and get himself like a a, a high one bag, of the badges, like a, yeah, yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. badges that you do in the in the scout thing. Mm. So he's trying to do this thing, and he attracted the attention of the local police. When he was he was on the roads and he got stopped by the cops and they found some like material in his in a bag in his car that troubled them. It troubled them because he warned them it was radioactive. <laughs> this seventeen year old kid. So so the cops went back to his his mum's house. He's living with his mum and that like raid the house um, with the environmental protection agency and they like search through the place and they go to the shed in his back garden of his mum's shed. And it's exhibiting 1,000 times the radiation level that should be, you know, of, of, <laughs> that is safe for a human being. Could so you like imagine the going- being the environmental protection officer being like, what is going on in this shed? <laughs> no doubt. Um, so, so, so they open up the shed. And what this kid and has been attempting to do... there's a two-headed cow in there. No, 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 that would be great, though. <laughs> Three-eyed what, fishes. What he was attempting to do was build a nuclear reactor <laughs> in his mum's shed to get a scout badge 
an atomic scout badge. Apparently they do like badges in atomic chemistry. Presum- presumably like, they're not no asking for that I, though, right? No, I don't think so. Like, but I think you like make your own <laughs> project. Yeah, yeah, you've got to show like, some initiative. Yeah, yeah exactly, with a new original exactly. idea. And he yeah. was like, I know, I'm going to build a nuclear reactor. <laughs> <laughs> no so, one's done that before in Boy Scouts. <laughs> so yeah, his, 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 the shed at his mum's house was declared a super fun cleanup site. <laughs> Is it now just a big concrete dome in the middle of America? <laughs> no, literally, the EPA came and like dismantled the shed and dug out the soil from the garden and went and buried it in the same place they put like nuclear waste from reactors and stuff <laughs> like that. But what what actually turned out to be uh, this came out a little bit afterwards. His mum was so like worried that she would lose the house. Mm-hmm. That, because all this stuff was going on that she'd actually like because she knew the cops were coming she'd just been like dismantling stuff and throwing random nuclear radioactive shit in the waste to oh get rid of it Lord. and try yeah. and get rid of it before this <laughs> anyway Jesus Christ so this kid this 17 year old kid's been like in this shed with way unsafe doses of radiation oh, yeah. well, surely he's not wearing protective like, gear and stuff exactly yeah. like, he's doing this just basically he didn't actually manage to make a, a proper reactor but he made a neutron source so he's, he's got enough radiation for the EPA yeah. to be picking it up exactly, regardless exactly. of if he's made a reactor so they dismantle his lab and all of that and it didn't actually get like initially publicised very much Like you know, people didn't really hear about it but Probably because the government get... was like, we can't let people know that you can just build yeah. radioactive <laughs> like, things in your shed <laughs> pretty much but he did get a couple of weeks or a month later after that awarded Eagle Scout level of the Boy Scouts of America, which is the highest achievement rank. Well, right, you, you can't can really get. refuse him that, can you? It's like this dude is literally breaking ground in atomic yeah, physics. No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. Um, so yeah, the story of the 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 uh, radioactive Boy Scout who, who made a reactor in his mum's shed in 1993. Yeah. I know you moved on too fast for me to actually tell Sorry. you what. But yeah, yeah. 1993. Is yeah, when the that year happened. I was born. Yeah, I was going to say that, but I was like, maybe he's 94. I don't want to, don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> no. But yeah, so anyway, he went on to serve in the Marines and do some things, and he had a quite sad life, actually. Sounds like his, his mum committed suicide. And anyway, uh-huh. he died when he was quite young. But he but didn't anyway, die of radiation cool poisoning, which is where I... When no, you said it was didn't. tragic, that's where I thought yeah. we were going to end up. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you a little bit of the more story, because there is some other gems there. So he, he, he obtained all the nuclear materials he needed to make this reactor thing, from super ingenious methods like scraping bits off clocks and all kinds of stuff. No like way. He'd, he'd found all the different materials you need and found a source for them all that was bare accessible. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And loads of like stories have been made, like mm-hmm. salvaging you know, the Big along. Bang thing and all. Yeah, exactly. All those things are based off this one. No, dude. I was going to say the Big Bang Theory has, or at least whatever that yeah, yeah, new series they have, yeah, has like a, the tale of him making a. Yeah, when Sheldon's a the... kid. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, basically yeah, yeah. this guy. So that um, he can fire a death ray at his sister or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when this guy was older and that, he went to serve in the Marines, got discharged, and then like he, he was depressed apparently and was taking drugs and drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got arrested again because apparently he was planning to make... Somebody informed on him saying he was collecting <laughs> this nuclear stuff again and he, he got arrested again. again and actually charged with like stealing fire alarms from his hotel to try and collect and harvest more nuclear stuff. And when you, if you actually look at a picture of him later, in, like his face is covered in like pock marks. So apparently that's from the nuclear 
radiation. If you take out the second bit of that sentence, yeah. he said, that sounds like the weirdest court case ever. Like, he's been arrested for stealing fire alarms from his hotel. <laughs> Until you then say, yeah, to get radioactive material to make a nuclear reactor, then you're like, okay, no, now this sounds yeah. like a story worthy of taking to the courts. <laughs> yeah. He got done for larceny for taking fire. I don't even know what larceny, I never thought it was that. But anyway, yeah, so that's the story of the, the radioactive Boy Scout and that went down. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. He did inspire some other kids that later in you know, some, some guy still now that actually made a reactor. If it's... Oh, okay, yeah. Good work, I guess. Yeah. And he, he now promotes science. So a cool dude. Good on, anyway, good yeah. Big ups, big ups, all that. That was totally unrelated to politics this week. Sorry, it's a little bit outdated. <laughs> yeah. Less outdated time. than originally built, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it wasn't quite the 70s. <laughs> so, right. Okay, moving on to the roundup then. Yeah. Uh, the Brexit party will not die if we leave the European Union. <laughs> But, but Nigel Farage has already uh, registered the name the Reform Party, which is what they're going to become. Though, because I thought when I first read it that if we stayed in, yeah, they that's were what call it seems it the like Reform at first, Party, doesn't it? and yeah, then like yeah. try reform Europe. And I was like, mm. that's quite a cool idea. Maybe like some uh, some Remainers should make a Reform Party, being like, look, we want to stay in and reform Europe. That's our goal. Yeah, um, yeah, and then on the, then on the flip side of that. Like, when I actually looked at what they're planning to do, which is they, Farage wants to basically campaign to get rid of the House of Lords and to change the voting system and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, he's trying to reform the UK. Yeah, the UK politics system. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, these are all actually things that I probably would have agreed with quite a long mm -hmm. time. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not actually up for removing the House of Lords anymore. I've changed my mind on that. But other things, like, yeah, I'm still up for... So yeah, I don't know, some cool stuff. Cool it certainly stuff. needs to be a moratorium on the House of Lords on some of the roles that exist within it, even if you don't get rid of it yeah. entirely. Yeah. Like some of the hereditary Agreed. roles given to bishops yeah. and things probably Agreed. aren't a great shout in politics. Like how can Although, you call, talk yeah. about the separation well, the of the UK church and state and then have country, bishops in? Yeah, but the separation of church and state. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't know if that's yeah. a UK thing or a US thing, but it, it, regardless of whether it is or not, Yeah, it no, I don't be. think there is a separation of church and state here because the Queen's the head of the bloody church isn't it yeah true yeah, and the the state. Yeah. yeah I don't know anyway but like I, I, I kind of agree with you yeah we should get rid of like the bishop well I don't know they should work not something necessarily out. the bishop but there's some hereditary out. roles yeah. that definitely shouldn't be hereditary definitely yeah yeah I'm against yeah. hereditary roles in there I mm -hmm. totally agree yeah yeah very much yeah right, but I do so, like the house of lords in the sense that like it is a different way of doing things from the other house in the sense that you get like experts in, in certain mm. fields or whatever yeah 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 it's a totally yeah. different way of doing things and it's kind of good to have two totally different ways of doing things as a kind of like a talkback system that works especially in the way other, it exists just where, for the differences. Especially in the way it exists where the democratic system has the power to override the specialist system if necessary, mm. right? So like, yeah. whilst Does both it? of them have a say in it, yeah. Um, <laughs> Isn't it we have partial. Around? No, we have partial bicameralism, not full bicameralism. The House of Lords can amend bills put forward by the House of Commons, but only up to a point. The House of Commons can force things past the House of okay. Lords if they've been okay. amended enough times and then sent back and Blah, but basically, yeah. So well, at the yeah, end like of the that. day, yeah, yeah, yeah. the d democratic side wins out over the specialized, specialized side, but only mm. after the specialized side has had ample opportunity to have its say on what the dem democratic. It's a great is. way for there to be like extra uh, focus and scrutiny of some kind of bill because mm -hmm. obviously the MPs have a certain amount of time; and they've got to get enough stuff done. But like, you, it's basically like they do what they, uh, they do the thing. And then it gets like kind of checked over by another lot of people that yeah. can sit over it for ages and many different people from different mm -hmm. areas and mm -hmm. they can talk it over and come back with some suggestions. Like, is it, I think there's use in all of these things. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I'm skipping out the next one because it's actually just yeah, very sad. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So go on. What have you got for us? This is not massively interesting other than the fact that... So do you remember what... Uh, I think we reported on it like maybe four or five months ago. Patreon removed a load of people from the site, like some alt-right thinkers. They oh, yeah. got rid of um, that Carl Benjamin dude, Sargon of Akkad, yeah. um, Jordan Peterson and some other homies. Anyway, <clears throat> Jordan Peterson... PewDiePie. Did that? What? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> just saying that he's... I can't believe you just said that. Didn't even know you knew those words. <laughs> Not that I'm at all interested, but I know nah, the words yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, for some reason I do. I'm a human. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, apparently it's everyone. He's, anyway. I think he's, yeah, I oh, know he's like the second highest. He was the no, second highest grossing gamer ever. I think was. The, oh yeah, no, I think there's no, some he, like 15 he's the most subscribed. He's the most subscribed. Most YouTuber subscribed. In the world. Okay, but, but uh, I think he's been taken him. over by a Indian music streaming platform. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought there yeah. was some kid called like ninja or something like that who was actually oh, he's, the, he's, he's the most watched streamer those most streamers watched. yeah okay, yeah yeah no, and, that's oh, yeah, streamer. and i don't even know yeah, if ninja's yeah. the most watched streamer anymore because he definitely was he switched at one point to mixer or something like that there's a stream wars basically going on at the moment everyone used to use twitch but microsoft have made mixer and they're poaching creators from there and people are going over on big money anyway so so <laughs> there's a mini secondary totally unrelated to politics there for you <laughs> Chat, go check out the stream streams. Wars. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Luke did something there. Anyway, no, sorry, that's way too into <laughs> Think spot. So Jordan Peterson vowed to make basically like a patron, but that one that wouldn't be politically biased. Or so like wouldn't remove creators for what they say on there. And he's he's done that. He's followed through with his word. It's called Think Spot. It's sort of like a news website, kind of like, you know, a Guardian, but with a paywall, but also like a social media platform, but also <laughs> kind of like a patron kind of thing. It's kind of odd. You can okay. follow a certain creator, like you could set up an account and post articles and people can you know, check your articles or your videos okay. or whatever. And they yeah, pay yeah. they pay a fee to join the site, which I think is like two fifty a month or something like that, dollars. Mm-hmm. And then they also pay a fee per creator. So the create like I don't know. So Jordan all of that Peterson's first subscription free is going straight to Jordan Peterson, right? Well not straight obviously there'll be people taking cuts off of that. But if he's made mm. this thing, then he's just added an additional section of payment so that he gets a guaranteed income from this. Yeah, but also like it covers costs on things and stuff like that. True. I think it means also that there's no ads on. I don't know if there's ads on the thing, but I don't. That's think good. There's ads and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Oh, that's good. There's no ads on this dodgy old. Right. Well, no, I guess anyone <laughs> can go on it. Anyone can have a platform. Yeah, it's, think, it's not so, like yeah. it's specifically created for old white. Yeah. But although it kind of is because it's created in um, reaction to them all being taken off of Patreon. So that is then, yeah, yeah, at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, we could, yeah, anybody could. But I think um, also one of the things is you have the, like, there's a waiting list to get on it. So you have to like add your name to the waiting list and then you get okayed at some point if they let you okay. on. I was reading an article where the, the journalist had subscribed and didn't get on the waiting list for ages. So just went and like had to find somebody that had an account to do their journalism through rather than getting on it so I don't know yeah that's going on you can go in there have conversations with people and, and listen to what Jordan how much have you been says. paid to advertise this then uh, me yeah no I, I was going to make a joke about it but like yeah we actually have to be kind of clear about this yeah we ain't been paid nothing by nobody from, from Jordan Peterson's think spot about talking about this I just thought it was kind of interesting the fact that we talked about the fact that they got kicked off the other one so I was like yes, yeah actually now they've reacted this exists yeah. And I will say that the the journalist that wrote this thing on it says it's pretty crappy. Like, there's some stuff on there and that, and it's not that great. So there you go. It's quite It'll expensive. Grow. Everything does. Yeah, yeah. Also, do you know what I found out by reading this article? John, I didn't know this before. John Peterson eats only beef, and so yeah, does his yeah, daughter. What, have what, have you not that. watched the Joe Rogans that he's on? Yeah, but I didn't watch that bit somehow. 
That's like one of the one. Okay, yeah, because he d- definitely talks about the carnivore diet because Joe Rogan's bare interested in it. I would probably were... skipped it because I would probably be like, I'm not interested in this. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know that. I was, th- yeah. I thought, what? Don't you die oh. if you just eat like just this one thing? Apparently oh, not. There's loads of people nutritious. No, yeah, what, I, don't, I think beef? there's a lot of questions around. Oh, right, just beef. You sure it's just beef and not just just meat? No, it's just beef. Okay, because maybe but maybe even if it even was just down. meat, like that's still yeah, no oh, doubt. You got to eat something else, don't you? <laughs> you think, but apparently not. So there were people well, surviving their bodybuilders it was talking and stuff. About his, he was talking about his daughter having like meat for breakfast and stuff. Well, I guess like that's not that mad. Like people have bacon whatever for breakfast, but like she has like grilled beef chuck for breakfast or something. It was saying, I was like. This all sounds nuts. I couldn't eat meat three times a day, like all day, every day. Nah, you get so sick of it. I'll be like, someone give me a blooming like tomato and cheese sandwich or something. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I didn't know. I just didn't know any of this. So yeah, it was just Mm. a shock. It was a shock. Mm. That's (laughs) guy's mad. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess the last thing for this week is just, did you see the story of the the banana that was duct taped to a wall? Nope. So, okay. There's a banana that was duct taped to a wall which is a piece of art, and it sold for $120,000. Someone's... If, I mean, good money if you a can make it. duct taped to a wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, the artist can make them, because he sold three of them. He no. sold three of them. For 120 grand each. Uh, 120 grand, and then I think like the... Okay, here we go. One yeah, was, was 120 grand. Cheaper, I guess, yeah. One was 150 grand. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. so wait, two were 120 grand, one was 150 grand. This is dollars, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Okay. So ninety-one thousand pounds times two, and then one hundred and fourteen thousand pounds. And do you know what is the most ridiculous thing? Is that in, so? This is on display in like a uh, whatever you call it gallery. It's a banana duct taped to wall, and it's slowly going like off or whatever. Like Obviously, right, yeah, because right right it's just a banana. <laughs> it's just a banana. Um, this is all crazy. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. So what happened was at the end of the display. The artist, having sold three of these, came and ate the banana as part of the as part of the art. It was like it was a living art thing where he Wait, did it. the people who bought it know that was going to happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't get this is even the crazy bit. Oh wait, I don't even think it was actually the artist that ate the some guy ate the banana, I think with the on the behest of the artist. This is what makes no sense to me. Anyway, the banana got eaten. Three copies of the banana got sold. And what were the things that got sold? It was a banana and some duct tape with a certificate that certifies that it's the legitimate piece of artwork made by the artist and what was paid for it. And on the certificate, it says you can replace the banana every time it goes mouldy. It's still the same <laughs> piece of artwork. So what these guys <laughs> bought was a piece of duct tape and a certificate and a saying that the duct Not tape is that, part yeah. of the... It makes no sense to me. People paid a hundred thousand fucking pounds plus for this. People have more money than sense. <laughs> I don't know if you need any more proof of it, but there's some more for you to add to the list. Uh, yeah, I knew that all my time, but still. But still yeah, totally. No, I get you. <laughs> this still to boggles. see it so blatantly outlined is just this like, This one what? just boggles. Yeah. Anyway, it's like when you see those so, yeah, statistics I'm about done. like, there's a big argument about Jeff Bezos like being like, oh, look, he's donated all this money to this charity. And then people being like, yeah, that makes up 0.0000001% of his entire wealth. So like, it's not like he's actually donating a significant amount of his money. And it's just like, it's like, you know, there are people out there who 150,000 pounds is 0.0000000 like of their money. And so it's not really that big an issue to spend that just on a banana Mm. that you don't even get. 
No, I get that, but like, even if it's not that big of an issue, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I just can't understand how that could be like a certified piece of artwork that, but it's not the same banana. It's just, I don't get it. It makes no sense to me. The art world's gone mad, I think, or whoever was involved with buying that. And you know what's even crazier? Police are guarding this fucking banana on the wall. When they sold it, they had police guarding the banana because obviously now it's valued so much. There's police guarding this banana that you can replace. It makes no sense to me, mate. Why are you wasting the police's time? How is that not a waste of police time? If there was a way that I could walk out of my room and end the show still normally, (laughs) I would do it right now. Like, I really want to stand up and just leave, but I know that's bad. Yeah, so anyway. So yeah. on that note, I guess, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. You can obviously go find us in all the podcast places and on YouTube. Yeah, search Totally Unprepared Politics on all your favourite podcast apps and the same on YouTube. And patreon.com forward slash TUP if you want to support the Patreon team. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.